0: It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Thanks for tuning in. The Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Ask for Doug. Say hello. And we say hi to Mary today. Whenever I have Bruce McCurdy on the show, I sit down and devote a good 15 to 20 minutes coming up with questions uh, that I think Mr. McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal could and will answer and give us good answers, too. And then, I don't know, an hour later, as I get ready for air, I <laughs> I get a list of uh, a McCurdy missile on what he wants to talk about. So you've got, I've got like six of mine and 11 of your questions. Are you ready to answer 17 questions?
1: Well, let's start with number one.
0: <laughs> the Oilers last night. Everybody's mad at the oh. goaltending, Bouchard, Ernie, uh, Coverage, uh, Zone... Woodcroft and Holland. Which one do you want to take?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, That's a a shorter list than I got, but uh, I was not real happy with uh, uh, the defensive coverage. Let's start there. But I was not happy with uh, the team. It did not look like a well-coached team, and I hate to say that like that, but I didn't. You know, when you can't make a damn line change, and you take three, count them, three too many men on the ice, and you botch two other line changes that lead to a three-on-one in one case and a goal in the other case, you've got a problem. I mean, five, count them, five bad, bad line changes in one game. We we track those things at the of Hockey. We don't count five bad line changes in a month, typically. They're, you know, We do spot them, we look for them, because they're pet peeves of both, David Staples and myself, that work on this project. Uh, but I've never seen such disarray in that particular department. It's the tip of the spear, I guess, in terms of what's wrong. But the, the team is just looking very disorganized.
0: Well, maybe you should stop tracking them if that makes you so upset, Bruce.
1: <laughs> oh, no, they make me upset when they happen. When we track them, we can actually assign them. It actually That actually solves the wound a little bit.
0: I, you know, what I what I said earlier is is how I genuinely feel. I'm 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 baffled by this team uh, because I've seen them play poorly when they had nothing, they might have like Taylor Hall and and Jordan Eberle and and you know and the Nuge, but they didn't have anything else. So they're running Eric Belanger out there with, right. you know, you know whoever. And you know they're not and
1: competitive. And Eager and Darcy Hortuch. Yeah. Right,
0: right. So they're not competitive. They're not going to be competitive. And you're waiting for, you know, uh, the opportunity. But this, t- good Lord, Bruce. I mean, mm-hmm. McDavid is on this team. Drysaddle on this team. And they look like the gang that couldn't shoot straight.
1: Yeah, we've been waiting for this opportunity. It's a theoretical one that's facing the team right now. For a long time, and this seemed like it was going to be the year. And just so many bad things have happened already. Uh, and I wonder, frankly, about the health of the team. And unfortunately, uh, the the team's so tight to the cap that uh, they've only got room for one extra player. Right now, that's Connor McDavid who can't even play games. I mean, losing him is a huge problem, but it means the 20 guys you got left, there's nothing you can do with them but keep them in the lineup. Like the coach doesn't have, he can't change things up, he can't bench anybody, you know, there's, there, there's problems there. And of the guys in the lineup, Alan, I would submit that several of them are, are likely less than 100% uh, physically. And I'll, I'll uh, mention the names of uh, three guys that were banged up for all over the last part of training camp, those being Matthias Janmark or, or sorry, Matthias Ekholm, who looks nothing like the player we saw down the stretch last year. Yeah, yeah, And of uh, Ryan McLeod, who missed all of uh, of camp, and he's a ghost out there. So far, no points, zero takeaways, seven giveaways. So sort of, I'll take those two columns as a little bit representative. But you know, no hits, no shots. He's you know he's skating, but that's almost all he seems to be doing. And Brett Kulak, who's had a pretty wretched start to the uh, uh, to the season as well. And uh, if you look at the um, uh, Blue Bullet Brad, our friend, they posted uh, um, the uh, game scores out of 191 D-men to play at least four games a season. It's almost six per team. Well, 192, if you multiply by six, <laughs> and you got it right. And here he's got CC 39, and 40. So at least that's the top pairing. Bouchard, sixty ninth. seventy sixth. Broberg, one hundred and thirty eighth. Ekholm, one hundred and forty ninth. Kulak, one hundred and fifty So there are those two guys at the at the uh, at the bottom of uh, of that particular list, and they've been hurting on the left side, and. Uh, uh, I don't know what the fix is until they get better and how are they going to get better when you're counting on those guys to play, you know, 20 or 17 minutes a game uh, in the NHL. I mean, Kulak, last night, he got racked a couple of times and he looked slow and sore uh, as a result. And all the... Xander Kane going to bat for him, which I didn't mind at all, is not going to make him any less sore when he got out of bed this morning.
0: The... Nurse-CC parent at five-on-five five is four goals, four and three against, 57% goal share. The rest Ooh. of the defense, when CC and Nurse aren't on the ice, are five goals, four and ten against. Uh, and
1: That's closer than I thought.
0: Yeah, well, it, it's. <laughs> I mean, you can't run a railroad like that with the other two pairings at 33% goal share. And I, like, I think Nurse and CC have played pretty well.
1: Uh, yeah, I've not had any problem with their game for the most part, and uh, you know, Nurse makes his occasional, uh, has his occasional brain cramps, and this is part of his game. You know that he makes mistakes. He's a high event uh, player. He makes lots of good plays, and uh, I think on like last night, I thought he was Edmonton's best defenseman in that game. I think he got beat once for for a goal, but uh, he made a lot of stand-up plays and a real nice. Uh, uh, played a hustle to a puck and banged up the boards for an odd man rush that led to a goal. Uh, but you've got, uh, uh, just to, to uh, the rest of them, I mean, Evan Bouchard, what's going on, man? Yeah, I like, know. He's been on the ice for 10 goals uh, uh, at even strength, nine of them five on five, one four on four. And at the of Hockey, we tagged him as making a mistake, personally making a mistake on nine of the ten. No. So you can't just say, well, it's just bad luck to be to get tagged with a minus when you're nowhere near the play, like Matisse Landmark did last night when he came off the bench on a line change and the puck was basically already going into the net. I mean, stuff happens, and the plus-minus stat, but in Bouchard's case, you know, by our stats, they're mostly earned. Now, that said, you sure like to get a save once in a while when you make a mistake. And uh, they got a couple in the second period last night, but nowhere near enough of them. The Edmonton's uh, goaltending ranks at or near the bottom of the league in a a number of different ways of, of parsing it.
0: That's a question Bruce McCurdy our guest from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. I think it's a great question. I think it's a basic question that the fans who are whether they're they're, you know, obsessive or whether they're casual, I think it's a good question and it's hard to answer. So in, in let's say a goaltender stops 20 shots in a game, but 10 of them are high danger. Yeah. Uh, do you want him to save nine of the ten, or is that too many of the high danger? What is what is a reasonable expectation of high danger chances saved?
1: Well, what I saw today was 60.5% for the Oilers goalies and over 70 for other teams. And I also saw, again from Blue Bullet Brad, out of 55 goalies to play at least two games this season, uh, the Oilers, two Campbell ranks 41st and Skinner 53rd out of 55, like... Not good enough. sixty sixty yeah. third out of 55? 53rd. Oh, sorry. 55, okay. yeah. Not quite right. 63rd, but uh, no. uh, not good. Uh, I mean, C- Campbell, you know, he takes the bulk of the criticism, but uh, Skinner, I-, I haven't seen him good since the start of training camp this year, to be honest. So it's a concern. And if you don't have gold hitting, well, you know, you're dead before you start.
0: Bruce, if I said earlier, like, I, I do think that this team needs a, a shot in the arm. I said transfusion, mm-hmm. but I couldn't think of a better word. But I, mm-hmm. Ken Holland is like, he could take a holiday. There's nothing he can do unless he trades somebody. And it's early to be doing that. They can't call anybody up. They could wave yep. Adam Ernie, but they didn't yep. do that. What, what, like, what's going on over there?
1: Yeah, well, I was fully expecting to waive Adam Ernie. In fact, I started writing a post in expectation of that move, and I had to mothball it because the move didn't happen. So I'm not—I'm kind of unhappy with that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it was obvious, like Adam Ernie, Like, what's he for? Uh, like, he played last night, and he was like badly lost in the defensive zone uh, on at least two plays that resulted in scoring chances—one a goal. There's one I posted to Twitter where he tried to cover the man that Derek Ryan was covering. They promptly passed the puck to Ernie's man, and he set up a goal. You know, like, and it's not like he's scoring. You know, not like he's adding to team speed. Uh, he hits a little bit, um, but right now they're down a center and an important one. And if it would make sense to me, uh, a to do something, anything. Not just fiddle while Edenton burns, and B to call up a center. You know, I, I C, watched Bernie the... and bring up Lane Peterson. and had a terrific game last night. I he think. did.
0: I watched the game after the game, and Peterson was the straw. He and Gagne and Borgo were a line, and and Bruce. Right. I'm telling you, they were they terrorized a good Henderson team. They uh, and Lavoie had a good game too. I, I'm. Like, I, I, don't, I know they can't make any moves, and I think they can only send Broberg down, but good Lord, they're, uh, just to shake some people up and wake them up, and if guys are hurt, Bruce, for crying out loud?
1: But you can't do anything unless you put them on IR, right? I mean, one thing they could do if they decide that, you know, Ryan McLeod, for instance, is banged up, put him on LTIR for 24 days, eat that bullet, but now you've got 2.1 million that you can bring in two players. then well, at least you got a little bit of room to I'm not saying they should do that I'm just saying something like that well, if they got someone who's banged up they you know their only other choice is to put them over the boards or play a man short no. uh, at this particular time and, and unfortunately as you and I know that the uh, uh, the team is very sort of uh, waterlogged with long term contracts it's not just uh uh, the guys at the top end of the roster. It's not just the cap hit. I, I'm more concerned about the term on some of these contracts and how little the owners can really do to change things up.
0: Yeah, they're they're stuck and stuck for a long time. The yeah. I, I I did I did I ran some numbers uh, the other day. I can't remember what day. Uh, Dylan Holloway's high dangers and his shot per sixty at five on five have like doubled plus, and Kane wow. and Brown have halved. And that's right. my concern, Bruce, because like you know, Kane had a tough year physically, as did Brown a year ago. And we yes. can say all we want. Well, it'll take a little bit of oh, time yeah. for them to recover. But we're 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 coming up on ten percent of the season here, sir.
1: Mm-hmm. I meant to mention them earlier when I talked about the three guys banged up in, in cap in camp. You have these other two uh, older guys that suffered grievous injuries last year, and they're both slow coming around. And so you know you got you've got a few guys i think fair to say less than a hundred percent and uh and the shows uh meanwhile you've got uh, young Dylan Holloway who's promising of all his hands, man oh man, he struggles to make clean plays with the puck uh but uh, he skates around like crazy and he, you know he makes good things happen with his uh you know with 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 his Willingness and ability to uh, 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 challenge for the puck, like that—that's a, a real strong skill of his. And they're starting to use him a little bit on the penalty kill. But last night, you know, they take too too many penalty uh, too too many men penalties in a row, and guess who serves both of them? No. Dylan Holloway. So I guess he's not going to be killing the penalties for you, is he? No. So it's they're 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 default position is vets over over young people, and I think it's hurting them
0: it's it's um i I want to ask you this question I don't want to put you on the spot, so oh, I apologize you. in advance <laughs> but uh, like I sat in my little chair last night. <laughs> And I said, when was the last time? Have you, that you, because I like to play along. That's what I do. I think along with the GM and the coach. Yes. I do not recall the last time I was this bewildered by this organization. Do you?
1: Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I like to try and do the same thing. Think along with the GM as opposed to, well, this is what I would do and this is why he's wrong. <laughs> you know, what I would do is immaterial. Why are they doing what they're doing? What's, what, what's, uh, well, and part of why they're doing what they're doing is because they're hamstrung. They got a twenty-man available players, and, and some of them are less than one hundred percent. But you know, I mean, we've we've been over this already. Still, I I don't understand some of the things that are going on. I don't understand why they're not. Uh, I mean, the, the Ekholm Bouchard pairing right now is a tire fire, yeah. and maybe you want to change that up, you know. Maybe put Bouchard with uh, with say uh, Broberg on the third pairing. That was a very good third pairing last year for a while. Yes. And you know, try something different on your second pairing. Maybe you move Vincent Deharnay to play with Ekholm because at least he's reliable in his own end. He has by far the best defensive metrics on the team. Yes. At this point in time, uh, and yet there he you know languishes as number seven or six. You know and. and never able to rise out of it. And I grant you that uh, the competition's going to be different, and maybe you can handle it, maybe you can't. But right now what we're seeing is that Evan Bouchard can handle it. And Matthias Eckholm is struggling like crazy to handle it. So do something
0: different. Yeah. The last time I decided, I landed on this. The last time I was as, as like, unsure of the orders, they were trying to make Taylor Hall a center. Do you remember that? Oh.
1: I sure do. With Dallas Aikens as the coach, it was the first two games of the 2013 14 season, and they lost them both. And both games, Howell was, you know, he did did his best, but he was just the fish. Fish out of water. Yes. And then they brought uh, Nugent Hopkins back for, from shoulder surgery. and had missed all the preseason. He hadn't played a game for six months. And in his first game back, Dallas Aikens played him 28 minutes and 12 seconds. <laughs> I was half the game. It was still his career high, give or take the three overtime game in Winnipeg, which is, you know, kind of a separate category, but uh, still his career high. And it was his first game in six months, and he got masked. And there was doubt. Uh, And that was when Aikens was saying, well, just because all the other NHL coaches think forwards shouldn't play more than 20 minutes, I think they can handle 26. (laughs) How about it, Jordan, Ryan, Taylor? And they just got crushed. I think Nuge was minus nine after four games, and then Aikens had second thoughts. But by then, the season was already in the dumpster.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, good times. McCurdy, thank you. I appreciate you and your memory.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, Alan. Have a great week. And uh, the Hall of Fame game tomorrow, Heritage Classic on Sunday, would be a really good time for the Oilers to turn it around in front of the home fans.
0: There you go. Bruce McCurdy called Hockey of the Edmonton Journal. I-, I had too much to talk to him about today. I just did. I didn't get to any of that. And he slid it in at the end, but we had wanted to talk about that. I just couldn't uh, ignore what happened last night. Okay, your comments, you have many of them, and some questions uh, about plus-minus. On the way next... Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Playing good music today, Declan. I had the uh, cable people over today, and my uh, my television's back. I, I shouldn't be as... I, you, adult people should be able to go a couple of nights without television you know there's only murders in the building isn't there's no new episode for me to look forward to um i am watching several different you know shows in bunches so i missed i missed that and i can go a couple of nights without sports and i did watch a game online but it was harder for me than i as an adult would like it to be i i think i need to reexamine how much time i spend with the television how much time do you spend with the television
2: <laughs> you know I'm a big casual TV guy. Of course, like any time a game's on, I'm going to be watching that. If I got some free time, I'll throw in a Netflix show or something like that. So, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Probably got to phase it out a little bit. Maybe go for a walk in the River Valley every now every now and then. But uh, what can I say? It just brings me so much enjoyment. And that's where the sports are. So, what can I say? Yeah. What can I say twice, apparently, actually?
0: I a year, Several years ago, maybe five, might have been longer, I gave up the NFL on Sunday. Ooh, that... You know, You're a better man than me. Well, I did, for a lot of reasons, the, the, like the stuff that they, it was the, it was the elevator one. That's what just really got me. I was like, okay. I'm, I, and I, but I watch it. It's not like I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, like I'll watch the Eagles and I talk about it. So I do watch games, but I won't watch a full game. Really? No, yeah, okay. I won't do it anymore. I respect that. And I do it with baseball too. And I'll tell you why. With baseball, they've hurried up the game, but it, it became it was so slow. Well, like four hours, right? And yep. and that's one of the reasons I I I am back golfing again. But I gave it up for a long time because I you know I when my kids were small, I'd go golfing like Sunday morning at like nine, and I get home like four thirty. Yep. And when that happens, that you're you know basically. The person who is there, in that case, my wife. She was being like she's doing everything for a whole day while I was out golfing. It, yep. just, it changes the arrangement, right?
2: This is why I worry I'll never be a good husband because for the rest of my life I fully plan to watch eleven hours of football on Saturday and Sunday okay. every so every September through
0: January. Here's I here's, worry about these things. Here's how you get around it, and it's good that you're worrying about it because that means you're aware of it. Yes, you you have to. Here's here are things that I did. I Saturday morning was my wife's and Sunday, but Saturday mostly was her uh, sleep-in time. So when the kids were small, I would take them downstairs and they had to be quiet or outside and they had to be quiet. And she got to sleep in extra time. On Sunday, you're going to be basically all day watching television so you could make supper you could barbecue or or order in or something like that i like that and then you could also uh encourage uh activities because some women are like they they tire of you by sunday and that could be the case with your with your girl you know and and so uh when I would watch, back when I watched NFL, my wife would, would call her sisters and then do various activities. She knew that was the case, but then you've got to make up for it in the rest of the week. So, you know, I like that. Okay, yeah, I can do that. And you can watch TV shows that you have in common too. Yeah, like I would watch um, whatever sports I wanted, but when there wasn't sports on, and there, at some point in the evening, there's always not sports on anymore. And
2: you're watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians.
0: Well, or I the the Dateline with Keith Morrison was the one that we watched a lot. She a really liked that one. Yeah, that's a good. You one. know, it was. I, I could. I I feel like that's how I got to know America. Mm, Roanoke, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's like a sleepy little town. It seemed like towns of four hundred yeah, thousand are sleepy in America.
2: You can point to any city on the map. Be like, oh yeah, that's Mobile, Alabama. I, I heard about that on Dateline. Impressive, impressive.
0: Life hack: Don't have a wife and children. Bam! You can do whatever you want. Yeah, it's not the same. I gotta say, it's not this. You need the you need the companionship. You know, we're all you can go out with the guys, but when you get there, it's a bunch of guys. You say that like it's a bad thing. I don't know. I have a lot of. Fun it's, not with the always, guys. it's not always fun thing, with it's not always a bad thing, but it's always the same thing. You know. Hey, hey. You know. I mean. Yeah, if your creature habits. When's the it's last time joking. one of your friends said something that you were shocked by?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know actually. I'd have to th- I'd have to think we're, back. In uh...
0: we're predict we're so predictable we don't even need to speak. Yeah,
2: I'm probably the one who usually says the most outlandish things. Sometimes you I know. just do it to get the conversation going. You know,
0: I got a I like dog. To stir the pot. There you go. We're having lots of fun. Uh, local blackout for heritage classic? I don't think so. Tons of all told Oh, I think he's making a joke. Well, the, you know, people charge what they charge, and then people don't pay what they don't pay. That's the life. You know. Maybe put Bouchard out with the garbage. He ruins a veteran D-man on the team, every veteran D-man on the team. At least bench him for a game or two. Klaus from Beaumont, you need him. Wasn't Will Acton, though, This, this second-line center? I don't know if he was, but he, he sure played a lot. Woodcroft, uh, stick was playing youth, was what happened. He did, he was, and he was successful at it. How long is the leash? Well, oh, it's it, it, the, the problem Holland has is that he's he has impacted the roster so greatly yep. that I don't like. It, they'll have to fire him because you can't fire yep. 20, 20 players. Yeah, so they'll have to fire him. But it'll be, time. if they go one four and one again, they'll be two eight and two. Check my math, and then I think you're probably getting rumblings.
2: So you think twelve games is
0: when? Well, twelve games. This 10 bad. Games even they, yeah. look, they're they're terrible. They are just terrible. We're, we're being thing, kind to them today because I don't feel like getting mad at them. But they're god-awful.
2: The thing with the Oilers is you're not even allowed to play well and lose close. You have to be winning. You, have well, to, you, you, can't, you can't play a hard-fought game and lose 4-3, but everyone gave it their best effort. and You know, Connor had a goal to assist. You have to win games.
0: Now you do. Yeah. yeah. No choice. You, you are, you're absolutely in it. Well, I would say even save for the,
2: for the 1-4-1 start here. Coming into the season, you have to win games.
0: Well, You You don't get
2: to lose close. You don't get to play hard. You have to win.
0: I think that people would be happy if you lose close games. They're not close. They gave up four goals in the third period last night.
2: Yes. These losses haven't been close. some of these losses haven't been close. This is garbage. But I'm saying.
0: If they lose 2-1 to the Rangers, people go, okay, all right, 2-1. You can deal with that. Goalie plays, some, stop some pucks.
2: And this may be this may be a historical moment because this may be the first major disagreement we've had on the show. I don't think that's okay. I don't think that flies. I think you have to win the games. It's not enough to compete. It's not enough to play hard. It's not enough. You to You need in there. to
0: now because you yes. put yourself in such a hole. But I don't think that was the case at the beginning of the year.
2: We disagree. I was yeah. I mean, listen. I won't fixate on it. I would just you know I would I would argue <laughs> against.
0: What's the difference between plus minus and goal share? Okay, it goes like this. Five on five, let's do that. Uh, plus minus is every even strength goal, even if it's like um, uh empty net goal, it goes in the net. It's goals four, goals against, and you're minus six. That means you're on for six goals, four and 12 against, and minus six. Um, goal share at five on five is take out all the empty net goals, take out all the four and four goals, the three on three goals. It's just five on five Goals. When you're both playing five skaters against five skaters and there's no other thing, nobody's got a penalty and somebody jumps off the bench because the goalie went, it's five on five, pure five on five. And then it's a total number of goals minus or not actually, no, it's goals plus goals against with the goal total divided by the bigger number, the the goals against. So, if you've scored five goals and allowed five goals, you have a goal share of fifty percent. There is a lot of math in this show to you to, to use today. Um, people are asking me math questions. That's the quickest way to get me out of the business.
2: So, if I want to take over, just start throwing some you Is what I am hearing. Mm. Yep. I won't do it, but it's it's
0: nice to know. But isn't the job of the coaching staff to control the meandering? You state facts being mismanaged. Coaching is the problem. Full stop. Assistants and head coaches cannot control this team with their systems and or style. t I think there is some of that. I also think that Ken Holland uh, hasn't supplied him with enough players. He can't bench very many people because he doesn't have anybody to bench. The only guy sitting who's dressed is the backup goalie. There's nobody in the press box. And it's October. Do you think we could do a daily... Intro of this show that is just like Keith Morrison and Dateline.
2: Uh, yeah, we could probably workshop that. We would
0: just pick a local town, Devon. You know, a beautiful valley, blah blah blah. You know, your voice is definitely the voice we would use for. No, it, yeah. no, we'd get Keith Morrison. Oh, okay. A little bit tougher to to work on. He has now, a but. he has a the perfect voice for that. I always I feel so warm and comforted by Keith Morrison and then two minutes later I'm like, Oh my God, don't get in the car <laughs> You do that for a lot
2: of people as well. They, but they don't want to get out of the car because they don't want to stop listening to you.
0: <laughs> Such a liar. I love it. Keep going, but total lie. I'm telling you. What have we, Do we have any more guests or are we done? No, no more
2: guests. We, uh, we have a break coming up here in about a minute or two. Then last segment, we're, we're flying home.
0: All right. I seem to have been late all day. I'm not hitting my marks. Only twice, I think, but it wasn't too bad. I'm like the Oilers playing defense.
2: Not quite there. Another good reference today. You're on fire.
0: A couple more losses and we'll hear about knoblock. Well, that's a Bob thing. I'm I don't I don't have a coach in mind. Um I like Woodcroft. I, I do. But I feel and fear. I'm literally sitting in my car not going to work so I can listen, so it does happen. Imitation Tom. Now I've outed him. People don't
2: Where's imitation Tom? Yeah, that was a tough one.
0: So, Quick is my favorite goalie. Any chance the Rangers play him tomorrow? No, I don't think so. Klaus how how often do you see the coach get more penalties than the entire team couldn't change line to save their life they were they looked they looked addled yesterday they did they did not look like a team that had any interest in winning that game and that's when you start talking about the coach has there ever been an Oilers uh, defenseman from the past who struggled like Bouchard has tom Pody is the only one who comes to mind oh god Paul Coffey, everybody got mad at him. He got booed. Uh, Pody's an example. Justin Schultz, oh yeah. People were mad at
2: Justin Schultz. Brian Whitney in like 2012 was, was was in that camp as well.
0: Last season, Woody was a good coach. Now he's taking advice from the analytics department. There's no way the analytics department is involved in some of these decisions. There's just no way. I got no one that can give me any trouble. My bosses all live in a different city, says Imitation Tom. We're kind of having a conversation with him. Yeah, we are a little bit. Got to have him on here. Big guest of the day. So um, I want to tell people about your two features on the show. Okay. On Friday, it's going to be declinations. Do you have a subject yet? I'm
2: workshopping it. Okay. I want to do like coming 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 into the NHL season. I wanted to do a top five of every position: top five left winger, right winger, center, defenseman, and goalie. Now, um,
0: what about best dressed hockey player?
2: Yeah, we can. That's a good one actually. Maybe just best dressed athletes. Keep it general, but that's a that's a that's a good one.
0: Would you be able to judge that, or would you ask? Oh sister? yeah, yeah.
2: No, no, no. I got a great sense of style. Hang the banner. You have
0: uh, nice glasses.
2: Thank you. I don't always like dress the best, but I can judge
0: style really well. Well, you just want don't want to make us look bad.
2: Well, once you give me your my bonus check, um, then I'll really start dressing. Yeah. I'll be dripped down in Leganche. Like,
0: we have a conversation you. to have, but it'll be off the air. <laughs> this is the lowdown with low tide on sports fourteen forty. At one forty three. <laughs> it's the lowdown. Just hanging out. Having a good time. The lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Hall of Fame game tomorrow night. Then the Commonwealth game. What if, what, what what would happen if Calgary comes in here and lays seven on the Oilers?
2: Well, I mean, at this point, I think it would almost be expected given how the uh, the Oilers have uh, started off the season here, what would it do for the city? I mean, it would be turmoil worse than it is. Things would become even more more dire than they already are. Listen, I think that's the one game you get up for. You you see how you start the season, 1-4-1 in your first six. That's the game that everyone's going to have the eyes on. That's the one in the big stadium. That's the game against the cross-province rivals. That's the game you get up for and say, we're going to kick things into gear. So I don't think that's going to happen, but if it does, things are going to get even more dire than they already are.
0: So... Dyer is our theme word.
2: It is. Well, listen, that was the word I was using to describe the Oilers in conversations mostly with myself in the shower. And then when you came in, came in here and dropped it, I was like, wow,
0: circle gets the square. Great man. I wasn't in the bathroom when you.
2: No, that was all me. That was all me, but I listen. That, that's what I thought about this team, and I just think it's such. You have such a small window. I touched on this earlier, and the window it keeps shrinking. And yeah. you're going to look back and be like, "How did we not get it done?" If you can't get it done, I think they will at some point. But I mean, it has to happen now. It has to start now.
0: Well, and also, I I'm genuinely uh, being honest when I say, look, you know, you've got <clears throat> Connor McDavid and Leon that they, They're, you know, they want to win together. They want to have success here, and they want to have fond memories when they're old and gray about Edmonton and their time here. But they also want to win Stanley's.
2: I was—I completely agree. I was going to say they would love to win together. But if they have the opportunity to win, win point blank period, but it happens to be a part, you damn well better believe they're going to take it.
0: Yeah. Uh, best dressed athlete, Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, beautiful we'll be, man. Well, you know, jeez. Beautiful man. You know, I, he's the guy who both men and women will just say, oh. You know, you know. Man you know. missile is
2: the chickless boys call him. What do they call him? Man missile. Man, Rocket. He's just a good-looking NHL. Well,
0: and he, you know, he he owns it. Like he's he. he oh, can he just knows. He can just be, you he know. Hank. There are just some people who, in the world, where they walk in the room and they don't even have to, you know, move.
2: Tom Gazzola had that effect.
0: Gazzola's got the hair. Yeah, he does. And then he got the eye work, and oh yeah, you know, then it's like he know, shaped up okay. Wow, you know, boy, we got to move on from this conversation. Yeah, get out of here. The Oilers' con- contention window slamming shut right now. Can you hear it, Kings fan? Robin, yeah. Well, the oil gets spanked by Calgary. Woody's gone. I-, I don't think it'll happen that quickly. Like I think you, I think you're six games in. You'll go another six games, and then if they if they have five points after twelve games, then then it's over. Uh, I believe that, and then. Um,
2: so you think he could be as fired as early as twelve games if this stretch continues? You can't do this. Yeah, the, no. I, this I isn't agree.
0: a bad team struggling. This yep. is a team that's expected. I picked them to win the Stanley Cup. The, the 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 gap is if you walked out right now and and just stepped into an elevator shaft and went down twenty floors, floors, yeah, stories, whatever. <laughs> You would, you would be doing what the Edmonton Oilers are doing. They're, they're not, they're not a, a poor team playing poorly. They're a really good team playing poorly. This is unusual. This is 1970 Montreal Canadiens. Yes. But I would even stretch to say, like, are they just a really good team in theory?
2: And now we're seeing maybe they aren't. And listen, I know the people called the Vegas Series last year. Whoever won that was going to win the Stanley Cup. You lose to the Avs the year before that. I get all that. But, I mean, are, are we seeing it now that is this, in fact, a really good team? Or are we maybe seeing traces of, well, these guys aren't what we thought they were, but they just have two of the best players in the world and the best player in the
0: world. I think McCurdy offered some really good insight, uh, as he always does. But he talked about how many injuries are on the team. You know, Kane and Brown, we go, well, they're going to get back here, but they're not. Kane can't catch a pass. Right, and Ekholm is not at home, and Ryan McLeod is, is not playing like you need him to and want him to, and they're not getting a lot of scoring, and... They, everybody has to play because Ken Holland has set up the roster for twenty guys, mm-hmm. and so it's 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 not even death by paper cut. It's it's death by saying we we want to get as many impact players on the roster as possible, and we'll live with the shortcomings in terms of roster fullness. And I think the Edmonton Oilers are teaching NHL teams why you don't run with twenty players. Yes. And yeah, the proof is in the pudding. And nobody's going to come and help them. You could try to trade Warren Fogle for something, but Fogle played a hell of a game last night. He did. He's been one of, he's been one of the best forwards yeah. this season so far, small yeah, sample size, of course. But. Sounds like regression to me from Tim, but here's the thing about regression. People keep saying that, and math guys say it all the time, and ladies. When You never know when regression... We know it's going to occur, but we also know that the save percentages are so bad that that at some point... If they don't get a save, then the season will end. And they're not—you know—Skinner saved them a year ago. Nobody's saving them right now. How does your co-host know what the nineteen seventy Canadians were? That made me laugh. Well, I'm not broadcasting to my co-host. It's his job to say whatever I say. Say, well, that's a good point. Yep. I mean, first of all, it's evident
2: you're not broadcasting me, and then second, I would say, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I do things around no. here. I nod my head a little, gla- <laughs> eyes glazed over, and I say, "That sounds." About if right.
0: I did broadcast to you, what are your top five uh, things you're looking forward to this weekend in sports? Oh wow, that's a
2: great question. Top five things I'm looking forward to this weekend in sports. I mean, okay, I'll say the number one thing I'm looking to this, looking forward to this weekend in sports is the Georgia Florida game. Because I'm a college football guy. Yeah. Number two is just the NFL weekend as a whole. Mm -hmm. Number three, Heritage Classic. Number four, Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou are having a boxing match out in Saudi Arabia on Saturday. And number five, I'll just say whatever catches my eye. If there's a good game on in, you know, whatever sport it may be. I mean, obviously this is the first weekend of the NBA season. If if that if there's a good game there, if there's a great hockey game on, if one of the other college game picks up steam, I'll be watching that. So whatever catches my eye, I'm going to keep it general. I'm going to keep it brief, but that's well, I guess I didn't keep it brief. But I'm going to keep it general and that's how I like it.
0: Hmm. I um my top 5 after i go going to Costco, which I just love. Um, oh, I didn't know this I didn't know we could veer from sports. Well, Costco is sports. Okay. Uh, I will definitely watch the the Commonwealth game. Yes, um, I will definitely get into the World Series because I'm going to cheer like hell for the Texas Rangers. Yes, and I'm I'm intrigued by the Bakersfield Condors, so I'll probably watch a game okay. online like there. That. And then anything Connor Halley tells me to do, then I would do that.
2: Yeah, well. honestly, if if Halley sends a text and says, Declan, get on it, I'm on it. Because when he says a jump, I say how high. Exactly. And I, I respect that.
0: Hi, guys, just joining in. If you were coaching the Oilers, what would you do with Bouchard? Do you think he can be better defensively? Neil in the hat. What I would do with Evan Bouchard is I would move him down to the third pairing. And McCurdy said Broberg. I think Kulak, although Kulak's struggling. And then with the second pairing, I would put Broberg in and ask him to play with Ekholm. I'd leave the first pair alone of Nurse and CC. They're playing really well. But I, I I say this again because I really believe it. I think this is how you build teams. You have Dylan Holloway and Philip Broberg, young players who are pushing. I would, I would wave Adam Ernie, and I would call up Raphael Lavoie, and I would play him too. But I would definitely play Dylan Holloway and Philip Broberg in feature roles. There's... Even if even if Matias Yanmark can turn back time and give you fifteen goals from the second line, then what? Dylan Holloway, give him a chance. You know, maybe maybe something goes in off his ass and he gets hot. You you, young players will reward you if you invest in them, and that's why you need to play Dylan Holloway and Philip Rober. Do you ever bench Boosh? No, no, I what, if here's he what com- I would say to you is if they're running seven and he's struggling again yeah yes but I wouldn't not play him because you, you're tr- here's what you're trying to do declan it's it's you're trying to build confidence right so if you're trying to build confidence then uh at some level benching him would just do the opposite
2: I get that but listen if I can if I can get results on the ice but that comes at the cost of a player's confidence I'll take that hmm. I don't want to sound harsh in that sentiment but I just think like he, like we we just said a couple minutes ago got to win got to put them together what if this guy goes dash 4 against new york and three goals are glaringly his fault then well, you just put him down to the 7th defenseman
0: well i think that's what you have to do they yeah. they, they don't have anybody to they, they can't bench him for anybody they don't have anybody no i like the, i no, you'd run 11 and 6 <laughs> yeah, yeah but then i mean you now you're just humiliating yeah you know i mean i would never do that to you Maybe, but if it's warranted, I'd, say, I'd be get, like, "Get out of the way! I'll just produce." Can you imagine how bad that would be?
2: But if it was warranted, I would look you in the eyes, shake your hand, and say, "I'll understand."
0: You'd be you'd be listening to to farm reports. Some there's a market for that. When I first started in radio, that's the first thing I ever did. Don Bousquet from the Winnipeg Stock Exchange, stock market, whatever it's called, and he'd give you the quotes. Burp, burp. <laughs> That's what the sounder was. I think we've done everything right. We're yeah, finished. Yeah.
2: I think so. Just the sports update left before Gregor's show.
0: Now, if I break now, does that give you too much time? Like, would would everybody be mad that I broke now?
2: No, I think I can work it out perfectly. Okay,
0: well, I just want to thank everybody who was our guest today: Dave Raymond from Valley Sports Southwest and Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey, the MM Journal. Thank you for listening. Ask you to stay tuned for Jason Gregor and then listen to the sports update.